Hey, Juju. Hi, great to see you. Great to see you too. How are you? How's everything going? I'm good. I'm, I'm based in Charleston, so the sun is shining today, but I'm, I'm ready for fall. I'm ready for the pumpkin spice lattes. Hey, that's exciting. I can't wait to see that. You know, I think it's, we're not too far. This is August, so by, yeah, we're very close. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. And I love your outfit too, by the way. I love the colors. It's so, it, it matches even with your, the drapes as well and your fitting. It's all in there. <laughs> Thank you. This is, um, so I just did a collaboration with a company called Shop Buru. Okay. And um, they are based out of LA. And so this is part, all these things are part of the collection um, that just launched last month. So Amazing. thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. And a big shout out to them too, as well. Before we even get into it, I know we're really going like a little deep. It would be great for us to, you know, just hear from you and just let us know who you are, what you do. And then we can get into the meat of the discussion today, which we're talking about mindset for success and the power of morning routines, which is really going to be interesting for us and daily affirmations too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So like a lot of people, I wear multiple hats and um, I, when people ask me what I do for a living, my sort of standard answer is I'm a business and mindset coach content creator and product designer. Um, so I own two companies. About a decade ago, I started a company called Taylor Burke Home. It is a custom to the trade luxury upholstery company that is sold to interior designers and retail stores around the country. Um, and learned a lot from starting that business and scaling and manufacturing. Um, and then in 2015, I started Julianne Taylor Style, which is sort of an umbrella company for business coaching, content creation, and product design. So I have licensed collections of wallpaper, tabletop, artwork, and now clothing um, that are sold out in the marketplace under the Julianne Taylor Style or Juju, um, which a lot of my friends call me under that branding. Amazing. This is exciting because now... When I think about product design, I think about research and research is where really people build that development strategy. So for people who are starting right now, because you've had a lot of experience over the years, how can someone build that mindset for success without thinking about the technical stuff at the beginning? So a mindset for success, I really think starts with how we wake up in the morning and you know there's a lot of talk around morning routines and what i even like to focus on is even before the morning routine so when your eyes pop open you know so before you even roll over or you get out of bed when your eyes pop open what is the first thing you're saying to yourself because it really does set the tone for the rest of the day and if you're the first thing you're saying to yourself starts with woulda, coulda, shoulda, you know, it's like, mm -mm -mm. you know, that is not forgiving, affirming or life giving to yourself because you're focused on I should have done this or this, this, I could have done that or this is terrible um, versus starting from a place of what if today is wonderful. Um, and daily affirmations, I think, are very important. And a lot of clients that I talk with are like, I feel kind of 
fake though when I say I'm great or today's going to be a great day. I feel kind of hokey saying that to myself. And so I think there's even a slight switch in that. If it feels hokey and sort of fake to say those things to yourself instead of saying today's going to be a great day, you could do a slight shift and shift it into a question of what if today's a great day and so then your mind sort of shifts into exploring the possibilities of what if today is a great day and i think for us for some people that feels a little less hokey and there is science behind that right i mean you know this there's science behind that that whatever we say to ourselves our brain is going to spend the rest of the day confirming through circumstances and conversations exactly what we've said to ourselves. So for example, if you have a big meeting today and you wake up and say to yourself, I'm not prepared for this meeting. I'm an idiot. I, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. They're not going to like my presentation. I'm, I'm just not prepared. The rest of the day, your brain is going to be scanning to confirm that, that you're not ready, that you're an idiot, that it's going to go terribly. But if you shift that into, what if the meeting goes really well today? What if I nail this meeting? Your brain is then going to shift into the possibilities of what if it goes well. And so that's why I am such a strong believer in those daily affirmations, because there is science behind that that our brain is going to confirm what we tell ourselves. And I, I, I have this tagline that I always say, whatever we bring to the day, the day brings to us. And it really is about how we approach the day with our attitude, with our mindset, how we are ready to approach the day that the day then brings back to us. I love that because as soon as you said, what if, to, to me, I was like, oh, okay, what if today is going to be a good day? And then the next thing that came to my mind was when like parents and children, like when they're going to school, you're telling them you're going to have a good day, you know, that kind of vibe. How does that play a role into the child's mind? Because we're talking about like an infancy kind of stage where you're actually helping your brain process these things and the more it gets normal and more conversant with your thinking the more your brain actually starts to realize that it's you so how does this play a role into that infancy stage leading up to uh, our careers that we have right now i mean i think it can definitely start as a little child i think it's i think on the surface it sounds very um pedantic you know it sounds just sort of like well that sounds I mean so simple like I don't understand what the big deal is but it is the power and the simplicity of that of saying of how you approach the day and I think it, it could be a great tool to use with kids around hey buddy what if today's a great day for you what would that look like you know if, if you nailed your test today what would that look like um, sometimes we really can as parents, you know, I'm a parent of three. Um, it can help shift our children into a different mindset as well. That's amazing. And I'm now tagging that to morning routines for them. 
And like how you said, before the morning routine starts, it's the mindset when they open their eyes that really shows what their intent is. Sometimes people think about the days before and they wake up thinking about it the same day. Some people just ignore and say, today's a new day. We're going to start afresh, start a whole new leaf. So when someone is fighting with this, they can say, what if, what if, what if, but sometimes there's so much baggage that they can't what if the circumstance. So how can they like break that monotony as well? You know, it's interesting in just talking about kids. Um, and I think for adults as well, I think sometimes when we are caught up in our own storm of anxiety or fear or feeling self-conscious or that we're not good enough, in a lot of situations, one of the best ways to sort of shift that is to look into opportunities where you can serve, where you can help other people. And there are things that I talk about, I may have even created a TikTok about this, where if you're feeling anxiety about a new situation or a meeting or an event that you're going to, one of the best thing, ways you can sort of squash some of that anxiety is to look for the faces that need a friend look for other people that are also probably feeling anxious as well. And it's something that even for kids going to school, the first day of school, that is a conversation I had with all three of my children was, you know, hey, I know you're nervous about starting a new day. You know, look for someone, look for the faces that need a friend. Look for the people that need a friend because I think in that action, it helps pull us out of those feelings of anxiety that we might have. And I think that's some of the best ways in life when you are feeling anxious about something or sad or nervous is to find someone that you can help in some way. And in that action, it pulls us out of those feelings of insecurity. Yeah, I believe so too, because now you're more so focusing on the result that could happen based on the intention of you thinking that something is going to change your process because also people think that, oh yeah, it's going to be a good day. And then one bad thing hits them like a truck and it's changed their whole narrative for the rest of the day. And people don't recover that fast from that kind of experience. So I love how you've decided to make sure that people are intentional with their thinking as well. Yeah. That's great. I, that makes me now wonder from morning routines to night routines, how does that play a role in the, if, like, like, like the efficiency of, how do I put this? The efficiency of creating that morning routine to that night routine is based on the performance of the day, right? So mm -hmm. if somebody has had a great day, what does that look like for them at night? I mean, I think that even throughout the course of a day, you're going to have ups and downs. Even if it's overall cumulative is it's a great day. You That's just normal human behavior. You're going to have ups and downs, whether it's you're frustrated that it took too long for the microwave to cook your lunch. I mean, it could be tiny things like that throughout the day that are gonna cause you frustration or be a pinching point for you, even if the cumulative effect is it's a great day. And so one of the things that we do as a family that you could even do as a single person is we do peak and pit. 
And so at the dinner table, we have where we go around and say, tell us your peak of the day and tell us your pit of the day. And I'm not embarrassed to say that we stole this from the Kardashians. So years ago, you know, they did that as a family. I saw some episode, I don't watch it regularly, but I remember seeing an episode where they did peak and pit as a family discussion at dinner. And I was like, that's fantastic. And so we do that with our kids. And what it does is it gets you out of this conversation of how was your day today? Great, right? I mean, like surface level stuff. And we can even have that discussion with our partner, with our parents, with ourselves, right? Whatever your living situation is. How was your day today? Fine. And so it forces the conversation. You have to pick a high note of the day and a low note of the day, and there's no opting out. And so what it does is it really encourages honest conversation that you don't have to say today was a great day if it wasn't fully a great day. You can acknowledge the feelings of this was great, but this thing was not so great. And I think as parents, what that does is it also teaches our kids that you don't have to shuffle it under the rug and pretend like everything's great when it's not great. You know, feelings are valid and it's okay to acknowledge and honor those feelings within yourself. And in that open and honest communication, I think that's how any feelings of inadequacies, angst, fear, all of that, you kind of squelch it a little bit because you speak it out into the universe and you are able to, um, you know, move it along, move that energy along from sitting in your body. It moves along into the atmosphere. And so for me, you know, the nighttime routine is really sort of acknowledging one, that you don't have to say your day's perfect when it's not, and it's okay to not be okay. It's okay if there were certain aspects of your day that were not that great, speak them out into the universe so that you can filter through all of that and you don't carry that weight around to the next day so that when you wake up, you don't have that sitting on your chest of, well, that was terrible yesterday and I should have done this and I could have done that. You've already spoken it out and released that energy. So I think that's important in closing out your day. I love that. The peak, the peak in the pit is something I got, I got to hear about this two, three years ago. It wasn't on the Kim K show or the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I heard it one time and now that you mentioned it like it, it just gave me some quick memory and i was like oh that is true that really helps because now it's no longer about your day's performance it's about your daily performance and that changes everything and, and i love how you were able to stretch that now i'm even thinking for the people who are listening some people could be introverts some people could be extroverts some people could be ambiverts now when they are trying to express themselves there's a way that they express themselves based on what they feel like or how they're comfortable with the person like you said with your partner with someone that you trust because you don't want to tell someone a pit and then they now dig a pit for you you know it's not nice it's not friendly at all so when somebody is in that state how can they process that so that it's not like attack attack it's how can they be able to nurture that process especially being the first time they're doing it how can they do it? Um, you know, I think it's interesting when you talk about introverts versus extroverts. And I think that as an extrovert myself, um, 
speaking and talking is an activity that feels comfortable to me and expressing myself. As an introvert, that might look like journaling. You know, it might look like a workbook or something where you journal your thoughts on a daily basis of your peak and pit. Um, you know, if your pit is about your partner, you know, I'm not, I'm not a marriage therapist, so I don't, I don't know that I have any great advice on that. Um, you know, I do think therapy is a good thing to have someone to talk to. If that's not your partner, maybe you live alone, so you don't have a partner, but having someone that you can talk to about your feelings, I think is really important and finding ways to express yourself, whether that's verbally, whether it's written, however you do that based on your personality, I think it's important to lean into that um, so that you are able to express yourself in a way that's appropriate for you. Yeah, I think so too, because that changes how you process because processing is different for everybody. Some people write down, some people sing songs, you know, look at Adele, for example, you know, like pouring out your emotion and then things like that happen. So I feel like even with emails, when you think about it, people get vulnerable a little bit and it plays a role into actually how people connect because we tend to forget that it's a human to human connection too. Yes. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's important to reach out to people um, you know, I've been talking a lot on social lately about um, feelings of being a little unmotivated, you know, the last month or so, which is very unlike me. You know, I am, I've always been a worker, a very productive person. Um, I feel like you should, you know, I'm always busy working and being productive. And the last month or so, even though there are exciting things going on in my life, I've been having these feelings of, I just don't feel that motivated. And so I'm sort of giving, I'm in a space right now where I wanna give myself permission to really lean into that and explore that. And I believe part of how we find ourselves out of feeling unmotivated is to do more activities intentionally that bring us joy. So whether it's a hike or you go buy your favorite lipstick, you know, it could be frivolous. Um, cook something that's a family favorite that you haven't cooked in a while or whatever it is sometimes doing tasks even when they're small or frivolous can help catapult us out of this feeling of being unmotivated and so that's sort of a season i'm in right now is i really want to look for things that bring me joy and i think that that is a way that it, it just will help us come out of this phase. And, and the interesting thing when I've talked about it on social is I've had so many messages from people that are like, I feel the same way. You know, I'm feeling unmotivated. And I think it's just the environment that we've been in the last 18 months, you know, with the situation that we've been in as a society, our nervous system has sort of been in this fight or flight mode, right? Because it's like mask, no mask, quarantine, no quarantine, lockdown, lock, you know, you can get out a little bit. Then there's like, you know, people, you're in this state of kind of fight or flight with your sympathetic nervous system. And I think out of that, people are feeling a little frazzled, you know, a little, their systems are feeling the impact of all of that. And so I don't want to ignore that. I want to sort of sit with that for a little bit and understand what's driving it. And then 
put some action into place, you know, sit with it for a little bit, but not forever, right? Sit with right. it and feel it, but then take some steps to pull myself out of it. That's a great strategy. I love that because now it changes your mindset and just like, I think it was Oprah that talked about it, how like the things 21 days to make a habit because you don't want to start day one, day two, day three, and then fall off day four. It's not going to be good. And speaking of habit and, and practice, if we take this mindset for success and the morning routines and then the daily affirmations and put them all in one and apply it to a business. Now, when you're recruiting, when you're hiring, when you're collaborating, when you're partnering, mindset is very important, especially with people you work with for the first time or the hundredth time. So how do you maintain that balance so that there's structure within the fit? Um, can you rephrase that for me? How do I maintain balance? I didn't catch that last part. Oh, within the fit, like within the whole packaging of those three together. So how do you maintain the balance? Like, let's say you're talking to somebody and that person is not mindset ready, but has all the requirements that's eligible, but their mind is not there yet. So when you pack all these three together as a business, how can that play a role into the success of that business itself? Yeah, I think, you know, for people that are entrepreneurs or business owners, you know, one of the things that I talk about with my clients is if you want your business to look different a year from now, you need to start changing something you do daily. And I think that for a lot of people, there's this perception that big steps, big leaps, big changes are what catapult your business forward. And some of that may be true, but from my perspective, the biggest change comes from you changing something small every day. So for example, you know, if you want to put that into practice, that might mean for someone that says, okay, I don't really have enough time to do everything in my business right now. I've got to, this year, I want to get really focused on my social media strategy. I sell a product. And so creating content is really important for my business, but because I'm in my business all day, I'm not devoting the time I need to do it. So as I look across at my schedule, that means I need to get up at 5.30 in the morning and spend my first hour before the kids get up, before I have to do anything else, and I'm just going to focus on content creation. You do that over the course of a year, that's 300 plus hours that you're getting of content creation. And don't tell me that's not gonna catapult your business into an, a different level in a year's time. But it starts with that one hour a day and you making a choice I'm going to get up early and start at 5.30 for an hour every morning. For me, you know, as part of my business, you know, I want to, this year, what focus has been coming out of COVID has been, I, I hurt my back last year and I wanted to have a renewed focus on my fitness just for strength and my core and my back and all that. So I made a conscious decision in January that I was going to exercise three days a week. And here it is almost September and I've been doing it three days a week. And the reason I've been doing it three days a week is because I scheduled it. I picked three days, 
used to be uh, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Sundays when we, we go to church. But on Sundays, we would watch the last year so I could exercise on Sundays. Now we're back in service on Sundays, so I've switched my days. It's now Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. But I schedule it, I put it on my calendar. And it's not so much just scheduling it, but there have been plenty of days that I did not want to exercise. I did not want to do it. But true change comes when you do the hard things, when you show up and you do the things that you don't want to do, when you have plenty of other excuses not to do it. I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. That is when you are truly shifting your mindset into success. When you show up and do the things, the hard things that you don't want to do because you've committed to doing them. So that same person that says, I want to improve my social media strategy that says I'm going to get up at 530. She or he could hit that snooze button every morning, right? You could make a choice to hit that snooze button, but Chain, making true change means you're going to show up and do the hard things even when you don't want to. So that would be my best piece of advice around mindset is it's not so much we could all dream about well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, but it comes down to the daily choices of just doing the thing even when you don't want to. That is what changes your business a year from now. I love those 300 hours you talked about too. They change a lot. Because imagine working out for an hour or two every day or every, like you're doing pretty much three times a week. So that's every, that's about 12 times a month. And that changes because you're already building something that your body is used to. And I think now it's pretty much a no brainer because you've been used to it so much. It's a habit now. And I mean, listen, Yesterday was Tuesday, so it was my exercise day. Did I want to exercise? No, I did not. But I put on the workout pants and the sneakers and it's on my calendar. You just have to do it. You just do it. Because what I most desire in life is more important than what I desire in that moment, in that minute, to not do it. Mm. And that's what keeps me pushing forward. I love that. That is a very big mindset that has a very big focus because it's laser it's laser focused now and it's not just about me it's about if i'm healthy then i can take care of the next person because that's yes. it really plays into it now i'm even thinking about businesses that i've started right now that are still trying to recover from last year because they were pretty much you know boggled down by you know maybe closing down or changing from store in store to online how can they shift that mindset too when they're they're really thinking about recovery because you know recovery mode is very different from just like okay i'm i'll do it but you're in recovery mode now so is there like a bootstrap kind of mindset that they should have or they should just be focusing on what they're doing at that moment You know, I think there are lots of different phases that you have to go into, especially for people that are really hit hard. And listen, we all, we were all, we all felt the pinch from COVID, right? I mean, I I tell people, I'm like, unless you're Amazon or pizza delivery, 
you felt the pinch during COVID, right? We all did. And we all had to shift and sort of regroup a little bit. And so I think one of the best ways to kind of recover if you are a business kind of that's taken a big hit during the last year is to not try to do it in a silo. Seek out community. Find groups that you can join of other entrepreneurs that are doing the same thing. You know, there are mastermind groups, Facebook groups, your local commerce groups, you know, anything that you can become a part of because there is greatness in community and you may not have the answer but someone in your community might have the answer or a resource or a connection that could be invaluable to helping your business to pull it out of, you know, the abyss. And so that's my biggest piece of advice to business owners is don't feel like you're alone. You know, we're not ever meant to do life alone. We are meant to do life in community. And so if you don't have a circle, if you are not part of a group, my best piece of advice would be to insert yourself and find a group of other like-minded entrepreneurs that can help you in some way. You can you can also help them with your knowledge and they can help you. Yeah, I think the value of service and servant leadership plays a big role in how we process things and how actually we receive them. Because if someone tells you thank you, it's so much better than hearing a question mark because you've really been able to solve a problem rather than creating another problem in between. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I think so too. It changes the mindset and also it really creates value for the person who's looking for this information because as you've been speaking about this, I've just been listening and I know people are listening too because as you're processing this, The next question that someone has is, okay, today's a new day. What have I not done that she said that I should have done? And then I kind of retract my steps and really start thinking about what I can start doing from this point onwards. And for business owners, like you said, it's about making sure that you can adapt because businesses like your business 10 years ago is not your business today. Definitely not. That was a whole different time. We're not even having technology or Zoom or anything like that. So when you keep adapting to those changes, it changes your dynamics and your performance ranking too, from what I've been able to see. With mindset and with value and routines, it's a great thing for business. Now, we've been hearing this thing about going back to work and staying work from home and not many people are doing that. So this is a routine because we're talking about routines right now. People have been used to a routine that they've adapted to in one year compared to a routine they have been doing for years. So this one routine that has changed, how can it play a role in what we're going to do next? Because we don't know where we're going. I mean, we have an idea, but we don't really know how far this can go. Yeah, I mean, I have talked with a lot of clients that are really sort of struggling because they are now in a work from home situation. You know, I myself, I'm in a work from home. So, you know, this is my home office. And prior to a year ago, I had an office that I went to every day. And once COVID hit, it was a, you know, really quite overpriced office space. And you know, everyone that I worked with, we were all working from home and 
it was one of those situations where I was like, we now are paying rent on this building that we don't necessarily need to show up there and work every day. We could still do Zoom calls or meet at Starbucks or do FaceTime. And it gave me an opportunity to think about how we work together and what's necessary. And so I got out of our lease last year and now I work full time from home. The upside of that is, you know, how to have this expense off your books, a very expensive overhead. And I certainly enjoy the flexibility of working from home. The downside of that is I think it can feel very isolating. And that is sort of a repeated theme that I'm hearing from a lot of people is that this new routine of working from home or working differently where it's sort of virtual most of the time and then you might go to an office a couple of times a month or something like that. People are feeling really isolated and that just leads to feeling alone which sounds crazy, right? Because we're in a world where we have technology at our fingertips. We can connect to anybody we want to, but I think there's still this feeling of being alone because of these, this new work environment, this new work routine that most of us find ourselves in. And so I think that, you know, some of the things that I talk about with my clients is thinking through as part of your daily routine, what are things that you can do so that you don't feel so isolated? For me, it is calling a you know non-business related. So calling a friend during lunch, going to lunch. You know, like I've got a lunch scheduled tomorrow with someone that I haven't seen in quite a while. Um, also, I, I did a project a couple of weeks ago where I revamped our outdoor spaces because I it's important for me now that fall is on the horizon. I want to spend more time outside, have an excuse to get outside. My husband and I both work from home now. And, and luckily I, I'm upstairs in my home office. He's downstairs in his home office. And so we're fortunate that we can have our own spaces. But you know, around 4.30, you know, every afternoon we kind of get our little nibbles and a little drink and we go out on the front porch and we watch neighbors drive by, people walking their dogs, we talk, we breathe in fresh air. I might spend some time out there um, researching where I've got to read books or read some you know, documents or whatever. I'll go out on the porch and do that to get a different perspective, right? And I think shifting your routines from being inside all day, finding ways to get outside, to connect with humans in a real way, I think is going to be really important moving forward as more and more people are in work from home situations. Yeah, I love the fact that you mentioned that you take some time away from work and like literally distinguish between personal and business because it can be really daunting when you try to put them together and you don't even have time for your significant other, for family. And now that you're working from home, it's like, oh yeah, I can spend the whole day with you now, but no, we got people we got to take care of. How do we take care of the bills? How do we stay intact? So all those things are starting to play now. And it's also allowing us to become more flexible in our performance and how we able to really turn that into something great for our business. Now I'm going to take it from mindset and lastly, I'm going to put that into social media because mindset and social media are two huge things that we think about. There's cyber bullying. There's all this thing that we're having that are really negative, but 
it's the mindset that helps you you know control that like i think they said that if anything happens to you it's really how you react to it that changes your dynamic feature so when you're doing business and let's say you post something and it's a great thing let's say you post something that's amazing you know the value that you know you've worked hard for it but nobody likes it now your mindset is going to tell you is it that they're not looking or instagram does not like me so how does someone stay committed to making sure that that does not become a factor of choice that they have to now rethink their strategy because something is wrong quote unquote um gosh favor we could get into so much here around social media couldn't we like we could talk for five hours about this but um you know for the clients that i work with one of the things that i always kind of start with is helping them understand that their social media bios and the content that they create is a bridge from a problem in the marketplace to how their product or service solves that problem. So from my perspective, even if the algorithm doesn't like your content or nobody like, you know, they don't, it just doesn't get shown to a lot of people, as long as it's content that is serving your community, so what? You could dive into all the reasons. Did you, if it's a video, maybe you didn't choose a trending song or your hashtags or all of that stuff, you know, that may contribute to why nobody's seeing your post. But the reality is I have posts too that nobody sees. I'm, I don't delete them. I move on to the next one because as long as it is serving my community, somebody saw it. It might not be thousands of somebody's, but somebody saw it. And the thing that I always go back to is that even in the journey where you're struggling or you feel like a failure or you're not succeeding, don't forget the other people that are watching and inspired by your journey. There are people watching and they are inspired by your ups and downs and the journey that you're taking. And you know, from my perspective, as I said, I, I think as long as you're serving your community, you gotta you gotta get into a space just to let it go. If nobody sees it, move on to the next one. And and one thing that I think is really important with social media, just holistically, is to not just think about who your followers are, but who are you following? Because when we talk about mindset as it relates to social media. If you're opening up Instagram to do your post for the day and the first thing you see is something toxic or negative or a post from someone that makes you feel in some kind of way about yourself, unfollow those accounts. Give If, you, if you're not able to give yourself permission, Juju is giving you permission to unfollow those accounts. I just had to unfollow somebody this week that posted something so outrageous that I was like, that is not the first thing I need to see when I wake up in the morning. So I kindly hit the unfollow button and moved on about my day. And so I think sometimes we sort of miss that, that it's not just about all these followers, it's also about who we're following. And I think that can greatly impact your mindset and how you feel about social media, kind of bottom line. 
that's amazing. I've not heard it the way you've said it in a long time. Because people think about, I, I have five followers, but I'm following a thousand people. You know, it changes. And I love the fact that you focused on the following rather than the followers. Because when you follow someone and you comment, that person can follow you back. And that's a good return on your investment when it comes to time and resource. So I'm glad that you said that. Thank you so much for putting that out there for people who are mind boggled by social media. It's like, if I, if I don't unfollow you, what is he going to say? Is he going to be happy? Is he going to be my friend again? Like people talk about this thing. It's like when you block someone, it's like you're blocking them from real life, which is not really real life. Mm-hmm. It's just, it is when you unfollow someone, you are placing a boundary to protect your mental health. And there is nothing more important than that. Facts. That is amazing. If there's one platform, one platform that they can use as a business for social media and start somewhere because they're probably on everything else, but they don't know the power of anything of like any of those resources. What's one platform that you can suggest as a business owner that they could take and run with and really see the benefits because someone wants to be like you based on the journey that they've actually been able to see through your experience? Well, Favor, you know I'm a TikTok gal. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I fully believe that if you are a business that sells a product or service, you need to embrace short form video. My short form video of choice is TikTok. Now, I love Reels as, t- as well, but I feel I have seen so many people launch businesses on TikTok in the last year. Because of all the social media platforms, I believe it is the one platform where you have the potential to go viral from your very first piece of content. Now, it doesn't mean you will go viral, but the potential is there unlike any other social media platform. So from my perspective, I'm like, why wouldn't you try it? Why wouldn't you give it a shot when you have the ability to to potentially go viral from your very first piece of content? So, I mean, I'm a full believer in TikTok. And I think that um, if you're not on TikTok, I encourage you to think about if it's a place where you might potentially try your strategy there to get some kind of momentum and build a community. Again, I've seen many a business launched on TikTok in the last year, super successful businesses. Okay. And it's all because of that short form video. Nice. And speaking of short form video as the last question that I would love to ask so that people can think about it and run with it, would you recommend and why would you recommend a business to run ads on TikTok, and why? Um, potentially, um, we're starting to see more and more of the big the big boys playing on TikTok. You're starting to see ads from major brands on TikTok, and I think right now the ad spend potentially is less than other platforms because it's not oversaturated with ads. Um, I think it's. It, data is king for me so i can't just have a blanket yes you know i think you have to evaluate what is your niche you know what is your ad spend what are your goals out of that you know is it conversion is it pure 
conversion for sales? Is it brand exposure? You know, what is your goal out of that ad? Um, but I absolutely think it's a place to consider spending ad dollars. Thank you for clarifying that. That's going to change a lot of people's thought process because some people don't even know you can run ads on TikTok. <laughs> That's why. I mean, listen, a favor. Legit, last night, I bought a curling iron because of an ad on TikTok. And I even laughed at myself. I was like, they got me. And it was a video of somebody using the curling iron. I was like, I'm in the market for a curling iron. Bloop, I clicked that thing and bought the curling iron. It's supposed to be here next week. So if you ask me if ads work, yeah, I'd say they work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's a perfect prime example for you guys. Wow. Oh my goodness. This is so much information people are going to take in, but I really, really appreciate your time, you know, for being here, helping us learn a few things, especially with what you started with. I think that has really set the tone and I love that you were able to drop in those gems of wisdom so that people can be able to replay this and catch on things that they were not able to see when they first heard it. So it would be great for people to know where they can find you, what you can be, I know you're on TikTok, they probably wonder where is she on TikTok, what do I type? But where can they connect with you and what's the best way possible for them to reach out? Sure, so my username's pretty, um, uh, the same one for most of the platforms except Twitter, um, but it's Julianne Taylor Style. And you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest. That's my website address, um, JulianneTaylorStyle.com. So that's the same user handle for all of those platforms. We will be on YouTube soon, but not yet. Um, but I do one-on-one coaching with clients. I also teach masterclasses and workshops for other companies. Um, so you can find me in a lot of different places. But, um, you know, follow me for good juju. Hey, thank you, Juju. And shout out to Clubhouse because that's how we met. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I've loved spending time with you, Favor, and thanks for having me today. You're most welcome. Wishing you an amazing day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.